听 Grandeur YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. So, hello, Alan and Alan from the Seaside Project. So, I'm going to start from the beginning with the Seaside Project. How did you all meet? You can you can answer that one, Al. <laughs> hmm. Again, that goes back a long way. The whole project started with me and Martin uh, because Martin was the guitarist and I was the drummer for um, Magenta, which is run by Rob Reed. And you got Tina Booth singing. So it was going way back. So this goes back to 2003, 2004. Um, and that's when I first met Martin. Then by about 2005, 2006, we just said, oh, well, let's, let's do a little side project. And that's where the word came, the name came from, Seasides. Um, and we started writing a few songs. By that stage, uh, Dan Fryer joined the band and Matthew Cohen had left. It was so it was me, Martin. And Dan Fry, we started the Seaside Project and started to record it. Actually, Alan did backing vocals on that, if you remember, Alan. I've been promoted since then, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not, not in the back vocals anymore. <laughs> but, but, but it's always been a sort of side project, you know, while in Magenta. And, and we kept that sort of environment of inviting new people in from time to time. Yeah. Um, and people to do different, play different instruments. But it's really boiled down, I think, now over those many years, um, you know, and some breaks in between where me and Martin had left um, Magenta. Over the years, it's it's come down to, to us three. So I think the sort of core now of the Seaside Project uh, is myself, Martin and Alan. Oh, fantastic. Oh, sweet, yeah. So with that first album then, that... um. Devitrification. Devitrification, that's the one. That was released back in 2011, wasn't it? Yes, it was a way back. That was when myself, Martin and Dan Fry first took the Seasides project. And uh, we recorded that album as the first Seasides album. And Dan Fry played the bass, very much like what Alan is doing now, played the bass and sang on it as well. And there's a a few videos on uh, YouTube of of that that lineup. I'm looking quite old now, but oh, I look quite young then. But so that that was the original sort of original lineup. So Divitification is the original lineup of the Seasides Project. Ah, fantastic! So was it after the album released that the Seaside Project sort of stopped being so much of a side project, or has it is it always just sort of ticking over in the background, so to speak? Um, it's always ticked over in the background, but. Me and Martin have always taken it seriously, um, you know, going back that far, 2010, and worked hard at it and always writing new material and albums. Um, if, if you look, there's quite a few albums that came after that. Yeah. Um, you know, with Alan on board then. So Alan's been uh, on board a long time now. I see, I see. So I take it you've always been in the Kafili community then for the Seaside Project, so to speak? No, we, we're, from, we're from all the... Kev is from um, the Kafili area, but yeah. Alan's from Newport. Oh, right. Um, I'm from the Ronda originally, and I but I live in Swansea. Awesome. And Martin now lives up in up in the Ronda, which is where our studio is based. Oh, yeah. fantastic! I, I'm originally from the area that Kev is from, as 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 younger, but I haven't lived there for a long, long time now. So, I, as Alan says, I I'm from Newport now. Oh, brilliant! So, is it your, which studio is it that you say that you recorded in in the Ronda? It's Martin's studio. He, he sort of built it by hand, so it's very much his place. But we, you know, we've all contributed over the years to, to little bits. I think of stuff that's inside it. It's on Mar- in Martin's garden. Essentially, he's built the studio in there, and pretty much 
anything that's come out of Seasides has come from there. Wow, oh, that's fantastic. Home brewed almost, nearly. <laughs> so, we're talking about the albums that have come out. You've got five albums to the name of Seaside so far, and that's over the course of uh, a number of years now. But your, your first album, The Vitrification, as we say, that seemed quite heavy. And yet, however, as time goes on with the albums, you seem to get a bit more experimental. Do you think that's to do with the amount of people that you say, I mean, you've been getting in and taking out again? And do you think you're just a band that constantly changes and develops and so on? Yeah, I think it, it, the, the music has it's changed so much over the years. And now the, the latest album that we put out now, that is totally different again to all the other albums, just because of the way that we've um, we've been writing the songs, been recording the songs. Uh, when we when we wrote most of the other songs, we wrote them in in parts really. So, you know, we give the, the ten days, which was about um, Nelly Bly, who who went over to this place called Blackwell Island, and want to expose how people were being treated uh, with mental health problems in the asylums at that time. We wrote about that, and each song is day one, day two, day three, and it just goes the different journey of doing that inside the asylum. Then the Purple Hearts Corner, that's about. Um, they're not really concept albums, but they're, they're, there's a story behind them. So with Purple Hearts Corner, we looked at that one and we found this incredible story of this German fighter pilot called Franz Strigler. They, the American bombers were bombing a place called Bremen in Germany. But this one bomber got shot up so badly, several of the pilots died during the battle. But they turned around and they were flying back home and they were met by this German pilot, Franz Strigler, who was going to shoot them down. But he could see that they were so badly shot that he, he didn't think it was morally right to, to shoot them down. So he escorted them back across the, the channel to England in safety, which was an absolutely incredible story. So that's that one. And then there was part two to Purple Hearts Corner as well. So the, the concepts or the, the ideas behind them have all been very different, but they've been all, all been written in, the, in a very different way as well. For example, the first one I was involved in, We Are Now, that's a collection of different songs. And I think out of all of the albums, that's one of my favourite albums so far, just because I love the songs and, uh, and the melodies and, and just the way we wrote that. The next album, I don't think we've decided a name on that one yet. The way we've written those songs is much more of a live feel. And it's just me, Al, and, um, and Martin playing. And Sean, I don't know if you've seen Sean Nelson. She's been singing more with us as well, because it was Sean and his daughter Lucy sang on Purple's Hearts Corner and one or two of the other albums as well. So Sean's taken a bigger role in this album just because the boy said she's much better singer than me and she's much better looking as well. <laughs> oh, well, my camera's not working, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> um, would you say when it comes to writing songs and writing albums, it's quite a collective, creative, collaborative environment when you do it, as in the whole band chips in? Or would you say there's a particular songwriter in the band? We all chip in, don't we? There's, there's so many different parts of them. I normally write the, the lyrics. Martin is great with his guitar parts and he, he writes a lot of the melodies and then they just form and they change and then we all work together until they work out. Yeah, I think there's a process developed and none of it, we just carry on with it. And I think it starts with, with Alan and Martin writing the songs on acoustic and singing and melodies are formed like that. Alan writes the lyrics then and really I come in <laughs> when th those bits are formed um, mess it all up no I, I, it then starts forming structure and feel is that right I think you know more of a band feel I suppose um, but it, it's very much based on on those melodies if it doesn't work with Alan and Martin singing an acoustic guitar if it doesn't work like that as a song it's probably not going to work when we add more to it yeah we at the moment we call it prog jam because we because um, <laughs> whenever we play the songs now they're never the same twice it's really 
fluid, so we, we just play off each other. We see how the song's feeling. We end the songs differently all the time, just feel with the, with the mood in the room and the feeling in the room, you know, and it's good. So we're not tied down to anything then. So we, uh, you know, it's a great way to play. It's a great way to write the songs as well. Yeah. So you mentioned there about taking those stories and turning them into albums and concept albums and songs. How, what else sort of inspires song lyrics and, and songs to come about? Is, do you mostly take real life or historical situations and uh, expand on that? Or? No, well, we've done that with, with three albums, but then a lot of the other the songs are about um, different life experiences. It made me laugh, actually, because someone wrote about us once that my acting was terrible in one of the songs. <laughs> my my American accent, but I've never I've never acted. I've never done an American accent in any of the songs. Most of the songs that I write about, they have different experiences through life or different outlooks on life. For instance, this new album coming up now. A lot of it is about actually looking back in it. A lot, a lot of the, a lot of the songs have been about mental health and well-being. And in this next album, um, again, those sort of themes keep on coming up and being positive. Um, and I know it sounds cliche, but life can be hard sometimes, and it's easy to be despondent, especially you now and be looking down. And I'm just trying to say push on through. I didn't realise that lots of the songs involve water and lots of the songs about just I'm trying to have a positive attitude. Just thinking back and experiences from life in the past and different feelings. When I write the lyrics, I was saying to the boys, I, I've always thought in pictures. So when I write about something, I have to see it in my mind, see it and, and see all the pictures around me and then I can describe those pictures and then they evoke different feelings and then no one knows what the hell I'm writing a song about. So it's really good. <laughs> Okay, so try and get your head, get your head around that one. That, that Martin often says to me, you know, you, you write songs and they, not that they're ambiguous, I know what I'm writing about. And people often can pick on things and they can get their own meaning of things sometimes. So we mentioned the album that we've already got out. We've got a new album in the pipeline. We've just touched on that, haven't we? And from what I've heard, so yeah. you've got the, the yeah. you've got the song Shadows. Is that is That's on a new album, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. So I, from what I've heard of that, that sounds like it's going to be a little bit more uh, back to the heavier sort of stuff of stuff rather than more experimental i mean i've only heard a little snippet of it on facebook of course there's also a full version on the on youtube as well i think isn't it it's yeah youtube's got a full mm -hmm. version so yeah so that version on youtube is just us playing in the studio just essentially rehearsing oh, oh tremendous tremendous uh, what should we expect from this new album then again i think it goes back to what alan just said because it's quite hard to tell because we play it differently every time there's an essence of those songs that stays the same so i would say 95 percent of the song is the same there's around about a five percent drift in what we may do over the top of it in terms of what we play i think it is it is a move back to some extent to the heavier side um, of the seaside project maybe in sound because obviously for the last few albums kevin dawson's been playing uh, on the album of course you've got the sound of keyboards there as well which adds obviously a different sort of flavor to the music and of course the songs add kev's influence as well so that aspect of it is obviously not there in this album so we are back to i suppose more of the earlier side of the seaside project so there is a harder sound because of the way we have to play as a three-piece so that obviously has an influence on it but i also think that the writing style has changed as well. From what I see is that, you know, Alan and Martin, there's a different slant to the way the songs are written. And because of what Alan said about the way we've written the album, that it's written from a live perspective. So we are actually writing it as a band in the room based on an original idea that, that Alan and Martin came up with. But essentially we are writing it as a band live. So 
the track that you hear um, that's on YouTube was recorded with just us playing in the room. Should we be expecting something like another story sort of album? Or well, I think these are just they're just a collection of songs, really. Um, again, most of them are based around just pushing through, and, and things always look better in the morning. That's the sort of the theme of the um, of the album, I think. Mm-hmm. Like always look on the bright side of life, sort of thing. <laughs> oh, always. Um, <laughs> can I just ask you, Alan? You say you were involved in the first album but then when you became like a true member what was it like joining a band that was sort of formed before you got there well i've known martin we grew up together back in the ronda so that's how i know martin we started playing together when we were about 12 so i, I knew martin from that i met alan on one or two occasions when they were recording divitification i just happened to be in the studio when they were recording it so i, I martin asked me if i just sing some backing vocals on there but i've got to say when we get together we don't stop laughing you know from the first uh, moment we all i clicked um i think jay mcdonald's in the band at that point when i came in he was playing bass but we all just i, I clicked with the boys straight away got straight stuck into um writing some lyrics for uh, we are now it really wasn't a difficult it was you know it was, it was a nice fit it was a round peg in a triangle hole <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. so as a band would this is my personal question do you prefer performing are recording. I love performing and I'm really looking forward to getting back out. We've just been so writing so many songs. We've just written album after album after album. And it's taken so much work that we haven't had the chance to go out and and play just because we've had so many ideas you know so we just made that decision we've better stop for the moment and the opportunity to come up and play winter's end now in april the first so i i, I love writing songs but I, I love performing as well i know what you are how about you alan uh well obviously magenta for me i'm going back that far obviously i, I didn't play on the albums just a couple of bits here and there but mm-hmm. i played on obviously the live albums and i played on the singles but not on the the albums that rob wrote and um, again rob, rob used a variety of drummers essentially on his material and always has used different uh, musicians as well i always enjoyed playing live you know back then with magenta it was always good fun to go on stage and play and always enjoyed the gigs you know because we played in the states and around europe yeah. and it was you know it was an enjoyable time so I, i'd like to get back to that i i I enjoy that aspect of being on stage and playing like that. It's really good fun. I also enjoy the creativity of the studio, though, um, and I feel more comfortable now than I ever have in the studio, I have to be honest. I used to get sort of the red light syndrome, you know, way back, but now I'm more happy with the studio. So I'm, I'm glad in a way we've spent so many years in the studio recording and writing because it's developed that side of me in my playing and made me more confident. So overall, I think I just enjoy both as equally but we haven't played live for such a long time i'm really looking forward to it to be honest yeah what's your favorite song to record out of the seaside project material or do you not have one really no i i, I love day one of 10 days ah yes ah, yeah. 10 days in the madhouse yeah day one that's definitely i think that's one of my favorite tracks I just love all the different parts and I love the bass running it. Uh, I especially love the end bit. I love the end, the way we do in the end part at the moment now of day one. We're really jamming along in a lot of the parts and Martin's playing some amazing guitar. The rhythms that Alan are playing, um, I don't know if you can talk more about some of the rhythms you play because I'm not as musical as these guys. They just blow me out of the water. Some of the, the timings that Alan plays are just incredible. <laughs> uh, it's mainly because of the uh, guitar. Um, Martin always writes in 7 and 8. I don't know why. I don't think he's ever written a song in it is in terms of the song my favorite song um i don't know I, it's really difficult because i kind of enjoy 
playing them all. I, I, the trouble with me is I always enjoy playing the new songs. You know, they, they feel fresh, I suppose. And because we haven't played a lot of the old songs live yet, they also feel fresh in many respects because we haven't gigged them. You know, because mm. if you've gigged a song for a long time, you become a little bit jaded by that track and you go, I've got to play that song again, especially if it's 20 minutes long or something. But I think for all the songs, I enjoy playing them. But I think I enjoy playing some of the songs we're playing now, other than the new ones, is off 10 Days. Um, I think some of those earlier songs, I, I really enjoy playing that. Um, was it ten, 10 Days itself, isn't it? I enjoy that track and one off uh, the original um, the vitrification as well stand up that's quite a very straight drumming track of anything you know it's not overly complicated but that's actually in the set so we've brought a song back from Divitrification and I, I really enjoy playing that song so it's a hard one to answer generally the answer is I enjoy playing the newest songs I suppose oh, oh very interesting well we were talking there about the Winter's End Festival your gig that you got coming up at the start of April so this will be your first gig for how long? Um, if, for the Seasides, it's essentially our first major gig. Oh, the debut concert <laughs> for the Seasides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because so much has happened over the years. Like, you know, we've had lots of lineup changes, which has held us up. Um, we've had, you know, gigs online that we've had to cancel, you know, because of and not necessarily people leaving, but uh, other issues over the years. And so there's there's been lots of things that have got in the way, most that can't be helped type of thing, but that's just life. So yeah. that's why we just got on with it and stayed with the recording and just rather than think, you know, oh, we, we can't play live, we'll just we'll just go to the studio and we'll just keep producing albums. We, we just looked at it from a different perspective. It, it, you know, the problems for not playing live were, were no one's fault. We just we just couldn't get there. Um, so do you think but, COVID played a part? So yeah, do you think the pandemic? Oh yeah, definitely COVID. I mean, we 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 were looking to the gig about that time when we are. We were looking yeah, right, yeah. plan some gigs. So COVID affected that as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's two years out from there, isn't it? Because we hope another you know, winter's end will be the um the start of many. Yeah, that's, no, that's fantastic. What we're to. So that's on the first of April, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right, yeah. Fantastic. Going back to the pandemic then, do you think there was any benefit to the pandemic? Like, for example, you, you were saying that you recorded a lot in the studio over the last couple of years. Do you think that has helped the band at all? Um, no, I, I think it had a negative effect because um, although we, we met together regularly on Zoom, but we just lost so much momentum because we, we were really chatting together, really writing lots of things. And then for such a long period, not being able to get together. And the fact that we were all living so far apart from each other as well, that, that, that makes a big difference. So it's a big commitment that, you know, I think Ireland does 80, round, 80 miles round trip. Every time we rehearse, I do something similar. We meet three times a week. So, you know, it's a big commitment. And then in the middle of the pandemic, that really knocked us back just because we had a chance to to write some different songs. Martin was writing lots of stuff up there. But in the case of being productive, we just couldn't be productive at all, really, until we all came back together. So so Different Plane was um, the, the last album released. It, it's really a spill-off from COVID, wasn't it? Yeah. In many respects. Um, because a lot of those songs were written partially in lockdown and it sort of kind of developed from that, I think. Do you think the sort of pandemic, do you think it adjusted your sort of musical outputs? It's definitely changed us because if you think what we explained earlier, we are writing this next album live, essentially. Mm. It's definitely opened our eyes to the benefits of writing all together. 
and to enjoy the experience of writing something because you get energy back from it when you're writing because of the pandemic we tend to have wrote things in a more of a sterile environment and all the drums for example were recorded here in my house so we would write martin would write a guitar and a bass line or whatever as a, as a as a guide track i would bring that home and i'd lay the drums down here take the drums back to the studio and then we would add then on top of that and although it kind of gets you know it sounds okay you don't have that live feel that mm -hmm. sort of magic when you all play together and i think if anything the pandemic has taught us that we need to do that mm -hmm. and our mantra as well now is if it's difficult we don't do it it's got to come naturally it's got to come mm -hmm. easily to us for it to feel good if we, we find if we if we're trying to work something new hard and it's not just working we'll just put it to one side and perhaps come to it another time. So that's the mantra. If it works, then we'll do it. But if it's if it's hard work, then we won't. Oh, that, that's that's a brilliant mantra to go about. To be fair, that's I should take that not for just for music, but for the rest of life as well. I think. <laughs> so this new album we've got coming out. Have we got a date set that we might it might be coming out for, or is it still not quite that? No, far, we've still it? got we've still got one more song to write, which uh, we we'll, we'll get that done over the next month or two. I would have, I would have thought. So once we get that song written, I think we've got most of the songs for it then. Um, so we're not going to tie ourselves down to a date for that, but it's all systems go really. The other, the other songs are written for it. Uh, Martin's got a lot of ideas for this one. So the way we work it, the, the songs don't take us take us long at all to write. You know, it's um, it's we laugh because uh, it's more like last of the summer wind up there, the three of us together than um, <laughs> than rock and roll. And uh, we, once we start writing, it just flows so easily. But we've been so busy rehearsing that we've put down a bit of a back burner. So we're going to get this out of the way now, perhaps. And then uh, we'll concentrate. And it, it'll take some month or two, I would have thought, to get it finished. Then the way we're going to record this time, we're going to record more with a live feeling. Whereas we've recorded in the past, perhaps we lay down whatever, the back the guitar first, then we put the drums on, then we lay it up. We're just going to get in the room and we're going to rec record all together. Oh, fantastic. So got the Winter Then Festival happening on the 1st of April. We've got the new album in the pipeline. I was going to say, check us out on uh, Bandcamp. Um, and we've got lots of stuff on YouTube as well. We've been doing, uh, we've written songs for Sean Elson as well. Um, under the title Elson, so check those out as well. Get onto YouTube and, and find out more about us. That's that's what I'd say, really. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming today. I uh, hope everything goes well with the band. Hope you keep yourselves keep yourselves all right as well. Great. Thanks, Jack. Good to speak to you. No, and yourself. Right, thanks, Jack. Thank you. Ta-da. Deal Cambrando in YYFM. And for your good fell in the linear lane, Akiara Newbod, Beth of Hiku Wednesday. Elchi, it's yyfm.com. Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online, and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit itsyyfm.com.